Welcome to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson, best-selling author of three books on healing cancer successfully. Now, here's Bill Henderson. Hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in to How to Live Cancer-Free on webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you, and we're going to have some wonderful information for you here on the show today. Before we get started in that, though, we want to give you kind of an update of the current information that's going on in the news about cancer. And one of our wonderful folks at Web Talk Radio will be talking to you shortly for a few minutes about that. So stay tuned, and I'll be back shortly. Thanks, Bill. For Web Talk Radio, I'm Anthony DeVoe. Well, it's the dog days of summer, the perfect time to enjoy all kinds of delicious fruits and vegetables. Speaking of which, just so happens that I have five reasons to eat more coconut. Coconut has often been shunned by the health conscious due to its high fat content. However, not all fats are created equal. Researchers are finding more and more evidence to suggest that the unique combination of fatty acids found in coconut oil can have profound positive impacts on overall health. Here are but five reasons why coconut should be included in your diet. Number one, Coconut oil's saturated fats have many medicinal properties. The reason why coconut has been so reviled by those concerned with good health is that nearly all of its fatty acids are saturated fats that people now link with high cholesterol levels and heart disease. However, this myth has been largely debunked and many large-scale studies have been done to disprove the idea that saturated fats clog the arteries and lead to cardiac issues. The fatty acids that coconut is so rich in have been found to go straight to the liver from the digestive tract and there be used as a source of quick energy or turned into compounds called ketone bodies, which can have a therapeutic effect on brain disorders like epilepsy or Alzheimer's. Number two, coconut-based diets are among the healthiest in the world. While coconut is still considered to be something of an exotic food source here in the United States, there are many cultures where coconut is a dietary staple, the equivalent of wheat or corn in this country. And those cultures have thrived on it for many generations. The best example of this is the Tokelauans, a small population in the South Pacific which consumes a diet that is over 60% coconut-based, and thus live on a cuisine which has some of the highest concentrations of saturated fat in the world. Even so, they are in excellent health and show no evidence of heart disease. Number three, coconut oil increases energy and burns fat. Many people who are struggling to reach an optimum weight will find that coconuts can actually help them on their quest. The medium-chain triglycerides in coconut oil can increase energy expenditure, sometimes by up to 5%, or the equivalent of 120 calories a day. This extra expenditure can be a powerful aid to weight loss. Number four, coconut has antimicrobial properties. A substance called lauric acid makes up about 50% of the fatty acids found in coconut oil, and when digested, forms a monoglyceride called monolaurin. Both of these substances have been shown to kill off harmful pathogens in the body, including bacteria, viruses, and fungi. This includes dangerous bacteria like Staphylococcus aureus and Candida albicans, which is responsible for yeast infection. Number five, coconut oil is a natural appetite suppressant. 
Another reason coconut can lead to a healthier diet is that it naturally suppresses the appetite and can lead to overall reduced calorie intake. One study showed that when varying degrees of MCT-rich coconut were fed to men, the ones receiving the most ate on average 256 fewer calories a day. This is believed to be because of the ketone bodies formed when coconut is digested, which have been shown to curb hunger naturally. These are all excellent reasons to include more coconut in your diet. Far from being unhealthy, the compounds which coconut is rich in are shown to suppress the appetite, increase energy expenditure, fight off pathogens, and contribute to overall good health. It should certainly be a part of any health-conscious cuisine. That's a look at cancer in the news this week. For Web Talk Radio, I'm Anthony DeVoe. Now back to you, Bill. If you're a male over the age of 50, you're probably experiencing problems with your prostate gland. And as I have personally for about the last 27 years of my life, until a few months ago. And I discovered a product which I think all of you need to explore. It's called Prostabel, P-R-O-S-T-A-B-E-L. The Prosta, of course, stands for the prostate gland. But the B-E-L stands for the gentleman that discovered this in France some years ago, named Mirko Beljansky, a wonderful uh, researcher and scientist and biologist who has discovered two products that combine together help all kinds of urinary problems that happen when you have a, a swollen prostate or prostate cancer. So what I'd suggest you do is take a look at the website, which is the product that I'm using now that's dramatically improved my urinary symptoms from an enlarged prostate. Most men have the same problem, and believe me, this is the only product out of a dozen or so that I've tried over the last 25, 26 years that has helped me. Take a look at the website. It's natural-source.com. The name of the company is Natural Source International in New York. And there is a phone number on there if you'd like to call them. But be sure when you make the order, either online or uh, over the phone, that you use my name. Tell them Bill Henderson sent you and you'll get a 20% discount on your first order. And believe me, for this product, that's a big help. Uh, there's a ladies version of this called Lady Bell, which is the same substances but with a little bit of addition uh, for the ladies. And that is at the website as well. They have several other products there. Take a look at the website. This is a wonderful company and this has been dramatically successful for me in improving my uh, urination problems. And I think it will be for you. Take a look at it. We have another interesting guest for you today and I'll introduce him in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you just a little bit about who I am. If you're new to this show and, and to who Bill Henderson is, let me give you a website to go to where you can learn probably more than you want to know about me. Uh, this website is www.beatingcancergently.com. It's B-E-A-T-I-N-G hyphen cancer hyphen G-E-N-T-L-Y dot com. And what you'll find there, among other things, is a book that I've published uh, about a year ago. It's called Cancer-Free, Your Guide to Gentle, Non-Toxic Healing. And, of course, I also do telephone coaching with people who need that kind of help after they've read the book. Dr. Dick Tom, my guest today, is a wonderfully competent naturopathic doctor from Portland, Oregon. 
He has been in Portland for about the last 20 years dealing with hundreds of cancer patients. Before that, he was a dentist in Ottawa, and you might get a little something of his approach out of what happened to him in dentistry. He apparently got a little bit too interested in the dental amalgam issue, and the authorities in Canada were giving him a hard time. Sounds a little bit like the story of Dr. Hal Huggins, Colorado Springs, who is a dentist whose license has been taken away by the ADA because he was uh, too visible on the issue of dental amalgam fillings, which the ADAs finally admitted they have a problem with, and the FDA as well. So this is the type of person Dr. Dick Tom is. He is now a professor at the National College of Natural Medicine in Portland and has lectured extensively on a variety of health topics all over the United States. He teaches, in fact, uh, he told me on the weekends, a how-to business class for alternative medicine practitioners, telling them how to do a successful business. He himself works in a clinic in Portland with several other doctors who are trained by him, literally, and who believe as he does. And you'll find out shortly how that is. They, they treat people remotely by phone, and you can find the names and, and biographies of those doctors, including Dr. Tom, at a website, which I'll give you, and you can jot it down now. I want to make sure that you get this. It's www.bambooclinic.com. The bamboo is spelled B-A-M-B-U clinic, C-L-I-N-I-C dot com, bamboo, B-A-M-B-U clinic.com. Take a look at that. It has phone numbers for contacting them, and all of these naturopathic doctors are all very well qualified, deal with people all over the world, literally on the telephone, and help you with things like cancer and other degenerative conditions of all kinds. So it's a very good resource, I think, for everyone here. So I want you today to have a treat, as, as I'm going to have, listening to a wonderfully qualified person named Dr. Dick Tom. Thank you, Dr. Tom, for spending the morning with us today. Uh, my pleasure. I look forward to it. Well, we're awfully glad to have you. I, I want to ask you kind of a leading question here. If I were a cancer patient and I were to call you and say, Dr. Tom, I've heard about you and I have been to an oncologist, I've gotten a diagnosis of something, of colon cancer actually, and I need you to give me some advice about what I'm supposed to do. In other words, before I go for the conventional treatment, I'd like to know what you think I should do. Well, one of the things that I think is important, first of all, before anybody undergoes any type of uh, cancer treatment is to have a much better understanding of what the condition is. So I think it's important that there's an educational process. Uh, cancer is definitely a word that is associated with a lot of fear. So I spend a good part of uh, the first visit uh, really just educating people as to what cancer is and asking the patient what they think it is, and we try and come to almost a relationship uh, before we get into options uh, that are many that uh, they can approach before they effectively uh, see the oncologist or get uh, caught into that system. Yeah, very interesting. And in uh, 25 words or less, what is cancer? Uh, cancer is a disharmony 
uh, in the body where cells have gone astray or awry and they are taking over uh, functions and they don't listen to the other body functions, uh, the, the, the way that the body tries to maintain a balance uh, within itself. Very good. Uh, yeah, I call it a, a temporary imbalance in your body's cellular metabolism, which sounds pretty much like what you just said. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, imbalance, I think the key word is imbalance. The body has lost the ability to maintain the balance, and that is key. Yeah, it's not some uh, foreign invading substance or criminal like the oncologists seem to treat it, you know, where they have to attack it at all costs, including the cost of the life of the patient often. Okay, but let's say we uh, we can agree on a, a definition of what cancer is. How do you recommend we proceed then? As far as the patient is concerned? Yes. If I'm I'm a patient now and I, I need your help as far as what do I do now? Well, one of the first things we have to look at is, is uh, and have an understanding of is the, is the lifestyle components that come along with this. And, of course, the diet, I feel, is critical for every patient to be – we need to very critically look at what they're eating because if we're going to supply the body with uh, sufficient nutrients and the nutrition necessary to restore itself, uh, we need to be finding out what you do eat. So one of the first things we do is sort of a nutritional analysis. Okay, great. Gee whiz, I had never heard of that before. You mean diet can cause cancer? <laughs> well, well cancer, cause may, may be too strong a word, but there's a very strong relationship between the foods that we eat and the cells that get out of balance and then become cancer-like. Yes, very strong correlation. Very interesting. Okay. And is there anything else that, that might have caused this problem that I have? The other things that I have found to be almost universal is that uh, when we continue our interview with the patient, they, there's almost and always is invariably some emotional event that seems to have been a trigger. And it may not have been, you know, just in the last week or so. It could have been many years ago in some cases because I believe cancer isn't something that just occurs. I believe cancer is a very, very long-standing process, many, 20, 30 years in some cases. So we help the patient to try and understand or find what that is, uh, perhaps do some self-reflection on that uh, opportunity and because I, I believe that has to be dealt with, and so therefore one of the things, in addition to reading materials perhaps, I'll ask who is your support person and whether that's a, a priest, a minister, a rabbi, a best friend, a counselor. Uh, I think that they need to be part of the cancer team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess I call it an advocate in my book. They need somebody. Uh, it might be their spouse, but if not, and it's often the family is uh, conflicted about what to do, as you know. Yep. So it could be some uh, outside person, as you mentioned, and that's a very good point. The uh, the emotional component, very interesting. It, it's a couple of different theories about it. A lot of writing about psychoneuroimmunology, as you know, a, a huge long word, which just means the mind-body effect. And then, of course, uh, now uh, he's published in English, Dr. Hammer, our famous German new medicine doctor, has published his findings in English. Uh, about 12,000 or so cancer patients that he's dealt with, with brain CT scans, where he can see the lesion and the location in the brain that corresponds with the organ that's affected. What do you think about that theory? Is it, does it track with what you've seen? Yes, in fact, I uh, studied Dr. Hammer's work uh, many years ago 
I uh, was introduced to that by interesting at the way back when by another dentist. Oh, wow. Well, uh, yeah. Who uh, shared that with me, and I very much believe with his own personal experience and the, the experiences that I have found, because it's a very rare cancer patient that I don't find that there's the emotional aspect. And I also find that the patients who are, for whatever reason, unable to or don't feel that it's, it's as important as I do, who don't deal with it, unfortunately, often don't have the uh, very favorable outcome from the cancer. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I've, I've found the same thing. You also mentioned that you deal with the elimination in general as a, a generic problem with cancer patients. Could you describe what that means in your terms? I look at the, you know, we used the word uh, earlier about uh, balance and imbalance, and homeostasis is the sort of the medical term that we use. And there are four natural uh, systems within the body that, that are natural. We call the natural eliminators. Uh, one is our lung, which, of course, we breathe out, and it is the way that we actually remove the most waste products from our body since we're breathing 10 to 12 to 15 times a minute. Right. People are very familiar with the kidney, of course, with the excretion of urine. People are familiar with the gastrointestinal system and the removal of fecal material. And then we have the skin through which we get elimination of sweat. Nice. All these all these ways of excreting things are the natural excretory organs of the body, and I never have seen a cancer patient where all four of them are what we call 100% efficient. So that one of the first things, in addition to doing dietary work, we have to optimize to make sure that each of those four systems are effectively able to eliminate uh, all the waste products because cancer is a lot, there's a lot of uh, detoxification that needs to take place. Yeah, just for my own benefit, because I do work with a lot of people on the phone, uh, how how do you determine whether their elimination systems are working efficiently or not? One of the easiest ways is simply by history. Uh, we'll do part of our intake form is to ask about those types of ways. We can we can do it when the blood tests. Uh, there's a number of markers that we can use. Electrolytes, for example, when we look at high carbon dioxide on on you know, two levels on a chemistry screen, I almost invariably find that the person doesn't breathe very deeply. They have very shallow breathing. Uh-huh. And one of the treatments then becomes that they have to practice deep breathing, and we say a minimum of 100 deep conscious breaths a daily. But when the cancer patients, it would be even higher than that. I see. Interesting. Yeah, so if, you, uh, if you're dealing with somebody remotely, as, as you do, then you have these tests done by some lab or somebody close to them, is that right? And you get that the results. If they, if they have a family physician or an oncologist or whoever, many times they've already had these labs done, and then we just, it's just require of uh, seeing the, the lab test. They, they fax them to us, and we can review them that way. I see. Okay, great. You mentioned also the immune system as being a, a component of the rise of cancer in any person's body. Could you elaborate on that just a little bit? You know, the immune system is often felt about, you know, while many patients with cancer say, well, I have a strong immune system because I never get sick. And actually, I look up at that as a telltale warning sign because one of the, I find one of the most dangerous patients is someone who's come in and they say, well, I haven't been sick in the last five years. 
And that, to me, means the immune system has not really had the opportunity to have any type of a tune-up. So I personally think getting a flu or a cold once a year is a good thing because it's how the body does tune-up. I see. Uh, The immune system, uh, interestingly, is located in our gastrointestinal system, a great part of it. So one of the simplest things that I have all my cancer patients do is to take healthy probiotics. Probiotics, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Acidophilus, and uh, do you have any particular brand that you favor in the probiotic area? The ones that I have used for years are called HMF, a human microflora, and then there's a variety of you know different organisms within. There's, I mean, uh, products within that particular line. Oh, HMF is that is that a, a brand name? That's a brand name. Yes. Okay. Hum- by a, human. By two or three different companies. It, human okay. microflora. Is Micro, what it stands for. Microflora. Okay. So they could look that up on Google or something and probably find. Uh, yeah. They should okay. be able to find that. Correct. Yeah. Human microflora. HMF. Human microflora. Very good. Okay. I'll take a look at that. That sounds like a very good resource. Okay. Well. The machines, and I, I've been reading a little bit, uh, actually, I, I've read a book called Virtual Medicine by Dr. Keith Scott Mumby recently, and he, he does a pretty good job of summarizing the history of energy medicine and all the machines that have been used and so on. And I understand you've used some of these, like the the EAV machine, which is uh, electroacupuncture, according to Vol gentleman named Reinhold Vohl, I guess, that, that discovered this. And then the Vega machine was one that's been around for quite a number of years. Scanar is another one that the Russians invented and so on. Do you use any of these? And, and if not, why not? I used to use the Vega machine. I used it very extensively uh, for many years. It gives us information uh, that allows us to sort of on a energetic level that we can't get in other ways. I, I did that very extensively until I started doing a lot of lecturing about the techniques that I use in treating cancer and other chronically ill patients, and then found that if I was going to teach another practitioner how to you know, use the different therapies, that I would have to figure out a way on my own uh, to come up with uh, the best therapies for any individual patient. So as a result of that, I, I started to rely on my intuition and then the knowledge that we can gather from our history and a lab test that uh, can be supplied to us and that type of thing. And I've found my results to be uh, quite effective uh, doing that. And I couch and counsel many practitioners who do use the uh, different types of machines with great effectiveness. So, Yeah, uh, interesting. Well, it, I found, you know, what I've read at least, and I haven't obviously used them, but I've seen one use the Vega machine on my own wife, and uh, he tried it on me as well. And and so I understand somewhat how they work, but they obviously take a lot of skill to use properly. I, I know several of them do uh, that I'm familiar with. And, and uh, the, the skill, of course, is something that is difficult to pass on to other people, I presume. And particularly if you're dealing with people remotely, obviously it, it's pretty hard to rely on one of these as a diagnostic routine, I would guess. You know, is that why you you uh, got away yeah, from yeah certainly with with distance uh, patients it's impossible because they have to you know technically we have to be with they have to be a sort of part of the unit and you have to be in contact and using any type of machine uh, the patient needs to be there so it doesn't work a long distance for patients who show up in the clinic yeah right. there's a possibility but we have to since we deal with many patients at a distance the, the reliance, I couldn't totally rely on having machines, so I've used other techniques now also. 
Great. Well, I need to take a short break here and talk about a couple of great sponsors that I have for this show who helped to pay the overhead, and I'm very grateful to them for doing that. Uh, one of them is a product called Transfer Point Beta-Glucan. I think I mentioned this to you earlier. It's a very effective immune-boosting product, and I've recommended several of them over the years to people and different things uh, like M MGN3 and and RM10 Ultra and so on. This seems to be superior to them because it's been tested in several universities against about three dozen other immune boosting products and, and found to be much more effective. This month in July, our listeners need to know that there is a special on for this product where they can either call a number, which I'll give you in just a minute, or they can go to the website and they will not only get a special discount for my listeners, but they'll also get a $5 coupon to apply to their next order. And this is during the month of July. So give these people a, a jingle or go to the website. The website is called aboutbetaglucan.com. You need to put a forward slash and the word B-I-L-L, -L, Bill, for me. And it's in small lowercase letters, Bill. No capital B, by the way aboutbetaglucan.com forward slash bill, and you'll get the special price for which they've just put this uh, website up for this month. And then, of course, you'll also get the ability to print out a coupon for $5 for your next order. If you prefer to call them, uh, these folks are in Atlanta. The number is 1-800-746-7640. Uh, if you're outside the United States, try area code 678. 560-1808. The other product I take every morning and I believe in as one of the things that's necessary to reverse the process of, of, that cancer does in your body is called barley power. And it's not a, a magic cure for cancer by any means. However, I do know people personally who have taken nothing else and overcome their cancer. So it's pretty effective in the sense that it does several things which are very, very useful to deal with cancer. One of those, of course, is to give you every enzyme in the human body, plus a big dose of alkalinity. It also happens to have all 20 amino acids and 72 trace minerals in it. But basically all it is is the young barley leaves processed in a cold process manner, which retains everything that they have in them into these little green pills that you take. And I take about eight or nine of them in the morning. Most cancer patients I work with try to work up to about 20 a day or so of these. And it, they find that the acidity that it associates with cancer goes away gradually. And over a period of a week or two, it comes up to a, an acceptable level. And of course, can, the cancer cells can't live in an alkaline environment and they die. So what this is, is a wonderful way to get rid of cancer cells, but also to reform your body's physiology. And fortunately, it does it in a relatively gentle fashion so that you don't get a huge uh, problem with cancer cell die-off or what's called lysing as they try to, uh, cancer cells try to exit your body. To get this product, just call an 800 number there in Pennsylvania, a beautiful spot in western Pennsylvania called New Wilmington. The number is 1-800-358-0777. If you're outside the United States, you can call them at area 
946-9057. And also be sure to ask for their special price for cancer patients who listen to this show. Tell them I sent you, folks. Well, I'm interviewing a very interesting gentleman named Dr. Dick Tom from Portland, Oregon, who is a naturopathic doctor who has dealt with hundreds of cancer patients over the last 20 years or so that he's been practicing there. He is also a professor at the National College of Natural Medicine in Portland. And he, among other things, he teaches other alternative medicine practitioners how to run their business, which is, of course, a very useful function. Most of them uh, need this kind of help because they they haven't run a business before. And believe me, I have. <laughs> I know what's what's involved. And we've been talking about the, the way that Dr. Tom deals with cancer patients, which includes uh, remotely, and the other doctors in his clinic do the same thing, and they are trained by him, and they are very, very competent doctors from what I can tell. I'd like to give you how to contact them. It's a website called www.bambooclinic.com. I'll spell the bamboo for you because it's unusual. B-A-M-B-U clinic, C-L-I-N-I-C dot com. And at that website, you'll find contact information for Dr. Tom and the other doctors who work with him. And of course, there are our biological information there on each of them, and you can contact any one of them. Dr. Tom's pretty busy. He's uh, actually going on vacation, he told me, probably well-deserved uh, starting the 4th of July through about the 22nd. So he will not personally be available during that time period. But the other doctors he recommends as being very competent. So get a hold of them, and I think you'll find that they, they work well with you remotely. We were talking about the causes of cancer and how, Dr. Tom, you uh, send people to get tested. And right. once you get the, the test back, what is the first thing you have them do? Uh, well, obviously, once we have the test results uh, and one of the you know, we, I train, the people that I train, I use a very much narrower range for optimum levels, and it gives us a sense internally of what the imbalance is, and then once we've, uh, once we've identified certain of those, we will specifically treat it, uh, or start a treatment program. Uh, you just mentioned the idea of, of uh, alkaline being alkalinized because it's almost impossible to have cancer cells in an alkaline environment. So, uh, as you were mentioning, uh, the barley product, uh, we use greens diet-wise. Uh, minerals, I'm a very strong believer that minerals are extremely important in the diet, and so that comes back to making dietary suggestions and recommendations uh, as a place to start. Yeah, and some of these people uh, continue on or have already been involved in conventional cancer treatment with chemo, radiation, surgery, etc., how do you, how do you handle that? It's very common in, in this country that that is true. So we just continue on doing what we do. Uh, we with the philosophy that we've been talking about uh, so far today, we will continue on that. They they often may continue the treatment. Uh, what I found is is that as our treatments continue, the potential side effects from those therapies are much less dramatic, and the patients are much are much better able to tolerate uh, the therapy. Yeah, interesting. You know, there's a a big controversy with oncologists about taking uh, other things while they're doing chemotherapy because it might interfere. 
in particular, they always warn about, you know, don't take a lot of antioxidants, et cetera. What do you think about that theory? Is that is that true? People should avoid antioxidants? I think it's unfortunate that the oncologists have say that because there's many, many studies over years done by many fine physicians in all disciplines who have shown that the use of antioxidants concurrently with a standard treatment significantly reduces the potential uh, harmful effects of or of chemotherapy or radiation or surgery, and patients tolerate the procedures a lot better. In my own personal experience, there is without doubt the patients who can take concurrent antioxidant therapies do much, much better, and even more significantly, there's a dramatically reduced risk of uh, a new, another type of cancer showing up uh, several years down the road. Yeah. What's your experience with uh, recurrence of cancer of the people that you deal with, Dr. Tom? If we can, if we can get the patient on board before they start uh, any type of conventional treatment, and I would prefer up to three months, but I will be satisfied if they will just do the therapies we're recommending for a minimum of one month. In other words, they delay any conventional treatment for a minimum of one month and, and they get these therapies on board. I've yet to see a recurrence in a patient and I have to say that that's a pretty amazing statistic. Oh, it certainly is. That's that's marvelous. What is, in your experience, what is the uh, percentage of recurrence in people who, who let's say, do just uh, conventional therapy? Well, the, even the American Cancer Society uh, published statistics like up to 40% of patients will have a recurrence of cancer within five years. And one of the unfortunate things about cancer and how cancer is reported is that it's all based on statistics. Of course, we have to use some type of objective measure. And, for example, I have a prostate cancer uh, gentleman right now who in 2001 had a prostatectomy and uh, didn't have any uh, recurrence at all until five years and four months. He now has, unfortunately, metastatic disease to many parts of his body. However, um, if he is to die prematurely, and the way it's looking right now, that may happen, he will still be considered a cancer survivor. Yeah. And so the five years is a, is a bit of a misnomer, and I believe cancer is a lifelong process. When Absolutely. When you have cancer, we have to, we can't sort of give up after five years thinking, oh, it's safe now. It's it's really an ongoing thing. Yeah, That that's just that statistic is uh, just deliberately skewed in order to make it look better that the uh, conventional cancer treatment works better than it really does. If you think about it, if uh, it is detected earlier as a general rule, and as prostate cancer often is now because more men get uh, tests than used to, and women as well, obviously the five-year survival rate goes up because you know it was detected earlier than it would have been 20 years ago, so it looks like we're improving our treatment of cancer. But in fact, the only thing that matters, at least to me, is living out your normal lifespan without ever having to worry about cancer again as a, as a problem. And that's my goal, and I'm sure it is yours too, Let's talk a minute, if we can, and I, and I want to expand this a little bit because of your extensive knowledge and, and experience here, to talk a little bit about how, because of the, the politics of this year, et cetera, how the American system of medicine stacks up with, for example, the Canadian one, which you're very familiar with, uh, at least you were you know, 20 years yeah. ago, and I'm sure you've kept up with that. 
How do you think those two compare as far as effectiveness? The one thing is that is can be said about the Canadian system is that if you have a catastrophic illness such as cancer or you know, some other disease, uh, nobody in Canada will go bankrupt uh, because of a of a chronic illness. Yeah, here, here. Uh, unfortunately, in the United States, that's not the case, and it's reported that over 50% of the bankruptcies in the U.S. are literally due to a medical problem, and I think that's a extremely unfortunate statistic. Yeah, and I think it's conservative, too. I think it's probably more than that, actually. It's just pathetic because people, they, they get uh, insurance, and they think it's going to cover them, and then they get a serious disease like cancer, and of course, they, the insurance either runs out, it won't cover everything, their co-payments go way up, or they have extremely expensive treatments, which are the part of the norm of treatment in this country because the machines are there and they have to be used, so they get used and they're very expensive. Right. But the bankruptcy problem of cancer patients here is incredible. I, I was talking to a lady last week naturopathic doctor from England and of course if you remember sicko uh, yes. when you when you get a prescription in England you pay a standard price I think it's something right. like six six ninety five pounds or something like that it's around the equivalent of twelve or thirteen dollars in the United States for anything right. no matter what it is or how many you go to the pharmacy and pay the same price now think about that in terms of what we pay here, two to three hundred dollars a month in many cases for prescription medication. And you see how out of whack the American system is. How, how does the Canadian system compare in terms of, uh, of prescription meds? Unfortunately, it's very similar to the American system. There are some medications that are less expensive. And as we know, there was many Americans who a couple of years ago were going into Canada, especially the ones near Detroit or the ones near Vancouver, B.C., yeah. because of their proximity. But the, the government has tried to close off that loophole, and so Americans are not allowed to go into Canada to get that. But they're still very expensive. But as I said, you will not go bankrupt in Canada because of socialized medicine. Um, but they, talking to some medical doctors, however, in Canada, uh, at least in, in Alberta, where I uh, had done some of my uh, lecturing. Uh, one of the physicians referred to the Canadian system as now a supervised neglect <laughs> oh, because really? it, there's, it takes so long to get to see a specialist. Yeah. Unfortunately, many patients with cancer, uh, from the time of that, there's having problems to diagnosing to see the oncologist. They may die in the meantime because they just really didn't get to, in to see the doctor in time. Yeah, interesting, and that's one of the major fears, I guess, of people here with this election coming up where, you know, the health care system is one of the big issues. They're talking about a single-payer system, and people say, well, you know, we at least we get to see the doctor here if we can afford it. Uh, but, again, 47 million people in this country are without health insurance, and they use the emergency rooms, and, of course, we all pay for that with our taxes and so on. So the system itself, in my opinion, here in this country is broken, primarily because of the pharmaceutical company's impact on our political system and the fact that they they keep from re restrictions on their pricing, particularly of pharmaceutical drugs and other procedures and so on, by uh, paying off politicians. And, and they have a very, very strong lobbying group. I read something the other day, there are 1,235 full-time lobbyists for the pharmaceutical company in Washington, D.C. alone 
in other words, approximately two per legislator, and they just cover them, blanket them every day with all kinds of propaganda and so on. It's about like they do with the doctors. But uh, well, I was well, one of the yeah. Go ahead. One of the, one of the unfortunate things also about that is uh, there was just a recent statistic that has come out that a number of businesses are leaving the United States simply because of health care costs. In fact, I just found out on on Friday, uh, the other day. Uh, that there's one of the manufacturing facilities, I don't know if it's Ford or Chevrolet, that's moving their facility to Canada because the cost of the healthcare worker in the U.S. plant was something like $2.38 per hour, and the cost in the Canadian system was $0.96. Cents. Yeah, okay. So the cost is thousands, if not millions of dollars to the industry, so we're having businesses leave the country because of healthcare costs. Oh, I know. That is a major, major problem, and uh, a lot of businesses basically are cutting back on people, closing down plants, uh, you know, closing down entirely, or moving to some foreign country if that's an option, just right. because of the healthcare costs. So obviously the system is broken. We spend something like 16% of our GDP on medical uh, health care in this country, and we rank, uh, as far as the quality of health care, I think the last figure I saw, we rank 32nd, according to the, the uh, World Health Organization, as far as quality of our medis medical care. So we're paying a lot of money for a, a very poor system and bankrupting a lot of people unnecessarily. So there's got to be a better way, and we'll hopefully figure that out at some time in the next you know, a few years because obviously the country's going down the tubes. If we don't, things are getting pretty grim. But at any rate, I, I do feel that your approach is very, very useful to people and very helpful. And I would like, if you would, for you to expand a little bit more on how the people, how they typically advance with your system and how do you test whether they're they're making progress or not. Okay. Well, certainly the, the first part of the system, as I mentioned, is sort of evaluating the, the, the raw data that we have. Uh, we put them on what I called and what I have coined the basic treatment guidelines, mm -hmm. uh, which involves the, the specific dietary things that we would find. I'm a very strong believer that essential fatty acids are, are one of the extremely important nutritional supplements that uh, people need to do. Uh, we need to be rebuilding the, the healthy cells with with the use of essential fatty acids. Okay. Uh, the probiotics that I mentioned, the HMF, the human microflora product, uh, I look at how much fluid that they take in. The, the body is perceived to be between 65, 70% water, so we need to assure, and water means not coffee or juice, right. or those types of things, but the straight water. Okay. I believe that uh, we need to be moving every day. We need to need to move our lymph system, so walking is a wonderful ex exercise. Right. I think sleep hygiene is important, getting to bed on time, and trying to get a, a minimum of seven and a half to eight hours of sleep is essential for the body to regenerate. Very, to yeah, very health. important, I know. I think it's important. I would, I use what I call hydrotherapy, uh, which is a, which is basically is the use of water or different types of uh, treatments for the body, and a simple one is, is dry skin brushing. Okay. Uh, where we use a, a loofah sponge or a natural sponge, and we very, very lightly just gently stimulate the body, and especially in cancer patients, I think it's essential to do that. Yeah, that uh, the loofah sponge is uh, is one way. There's all they also sell 
long handled brushes with uh, yeah. natural bristles on them for that purpose, which are very useful. I heard about that from a, a lymphedema expert here in town, and I've, I've been trying it on myself. Not uh, daily, unfortunately. It's hard to develop these habits, is it not? And to break the old ones. I, that's one of the major things I found with the people I work with. And I try to make sure that they understand the, the most important thing they need to do is look at the habits that have caused this and make sure that they are reversing those, however difficult that may be. And it's certainly not easy. Even just breaking the habit of eating sugar, for example, is extremely difficult. It's like, I guess, like some kind of drug habit almost. One of the comments I often say, if you keep doing what you've always done, you, you keep getting what you've always That's got. That's right. I, like, I love it. Yeah, I love that. That's a very good, very good comment. Well, I need to take another short break here and talk about my okay. wonderful sponsors here. And they are great people, and I recommend them because I believe in them. I have had several people approach me to sponsor this show, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, for example, and I have refuse them. I'm not going to knock them at all, but, but I don't believe in the approach they use to cancer, which is almost primarily the uh, standard conventional approach with a little bit of alternative medicine thrown in. So I believe in the opposite approach, that a person should try at least the type of thing that Dr. Tom is talking about and which I recommend to people for at least a few weeks and see if it works. And one of the things they need to Put into that regimen is called Barley Power. It's a wonderful product from Green Supreme Incorporated in Pennsylvania. And if, if you take these every day, primarily before you eat because they have digestive enzymes in them which help with your digestion, but six or seven of these three times a day or so for a cancer patient will turn their body into a, an alkaline state, which is extremely important. Uh, Dr. Tom mentioned that earlier. They're also all the enzymes in the human body, however many there are, I've heard it's somewhere around 3,000, but the barley plant has as close to every one of those as any natural substance in the world. And this is a form of barley that is very carefully preserved by being cold processed into these little green pills. So I very strongly suggest you do what I do every day, which is take these uh, to help your body remain alkaline and, and if you don't have cancer, of course, it's a good preventative. But if you do, you certainly need them very strongly. The number to call to get these is 1-800-358-0777. They do have a website, but they prefer you call so they can talk to you about what the various options are. They have several different kinds of the barley power pills, for example. If you're outside the United States, you can call area 724-946-9057. Be sure to ask for their special price for cancer patients and tell them Bill Henderson sent you. My other sponsor is called Transfer Point Beta Glucan. They are located in Columbia, South Carolina, and the company was started and, and is supported by an expert named A.J. Lanigan in the immune system and how it operates. And what he discovered some years ago is that the type of beta glucan that they have isolated for this product is uniquely activating in the body the neutrophil cells, which are about 60% of our immune system cells. Most of them, as Dr. Tom mentioned, are in the digestive system in your gut, literally. 
and they get activated with a receptor for cancer cells, which they don't normally recognize. They, the neutrophil, neutrophil cells usually are going after fungi, but cancer cells are, get killed by these. They become something like the large macrophage cells, which are called the big eaters. They don't last very long. They have a half-life of somewhere between 12 and 24 hours, so they get replaced very often. But the the daily dose of beta-glucan, which is very simple, by the way, I just take one a day to maintain my immune system. But if you have a cancer, you should probably take three or four, depending on your body weight. This month in July, the folks that sell this, they're called Better Way Health, and they are located in Atlanta, Georgia. They have a special on, and they're going to give you a discount, but they're also going to add a coupon for $5 for your next order on top of that. So go to the website. It's called aboutbetaglucan.com, about, A-B-O-U-T, beta, B-E-T-A, glucan, G-L-U-C-A-N.com, forward slash bill, B-I-L-L, lowercase, and you'll find the discount. If you'd prefer to call them, the number is 1-800-746-7640. Outside the United States, area 678-560-1808. And be sure and tell them I sent you, and they'll be delighted to have you. Good people there. Okay, Dr. Tom, I'm back. And I would like for you to give us some more of your advice about what a, a cancer patient should do to uh, to prevent recurrence. Let's assume, first of all, that I am have either taken a lot of chemo and radiation or I am going to do that because of the pressure of my oncologist or my family or whatever. So that in addition to what you do for me, I'm going to go ahead and do chemotherapy how do the two fit together? Do you have problems with objections from oncologists and that type of thing? A very good question. One of the most important things that we need to understand is when somebody is going to do chemotherapy or has done chemotherapy, that what we need to get, what we need to do, I mentioned earlier about the ways that the body eliminates our waste products. We need to truly optimize that. And many cancer patients that I've treated who've had chemo or who are having chemo uh, end up with the aspect that there's a lot of toxicity in the cell, so we need to get rid of it. The things I mentioned earlier, the water and the sleep. We, and one other treatment that I do routinely is something that Edgar Casey talked about, which are castor oil packs. Oh, yeah. Which are, which are the flannel castor oil plates over the abdomen, which is, once again, stimulating and supporting the immune function as well as uh, facilitating the removal. So I say we need to give them specific therapies to protect their liver yeah, for, strengthen their liver. For those of you who don't know Edgar Casey, I'll spell his name. You can look him up on Google. He was a wonderful intuitive healer back in the, I don't know, 20s and 30s, I guess. Uh, but certainly an interesting gentleman. It's spelled Edgar, E-D-G-A-R, Casey, C-A-Y-C-E. Look up Edgar Casey on Google and you'll find lots of references to him and read a couple of his books. You'll find he is a wonderful, intuitive healer and was in those days. He's not with us anymore, but his uh, his findings are in various books, one of which was written by his son. Very, very interesting gentleman. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Dr. Tom, but... Uh, no, that's actually very time, very good because, um, I mean, I heard about Castropexis by reading his material, and I found it to be with cancer patients pretty much in a, one of the most essential components because of 
Uh, and it's only castor oil. It's the only oil we can put on externally that accomplishes the results that we're looking for, which is this cleansing and detoxification. We'll call it, it's almost, I call it like, it's lightening the load, makes it easier for the body to eliminate. And so another thing we have to assure is that there's no constipation in the patient right. who is having, undergoing any of these uh, types of treatments and uh, whatever appropriate. I also feel that it's important that we take uh, that the patient. So I use energy therapies. Homeopathic remedies uh, are very appropriate, but so are the antioxidants that we uh, talked about. Protective, you know, things that are protective, whether it's coenzyme Q10 or just vitamin C, uh, is, is something that's very important. Yeah, I, yeah, COQ10, vitamin C, very important. Uh, of course, vitamin C IV. Is that something you do as an intravenous vitamin C or? or do you uh, refer people for that? I refer people for uh, for IV vitamin C, and especially if we're working at a distance. Obviously, we couldn't be able to do that. Sure. Uh, but they are referred. But other antioxidants, uh, alpha lipoic acid, uh, I found to be uh, helpful. Uh, grapeseed extract uh, is a wonderful antioxidant protective for people. Yeah. Uh, beta carotene, uh, all the usual uh, ones that can be very helpful. Yeah, for very us. interesting. So, yeah, the concern that people hear from their oncologist about antioxidants, I'll mention this one more time. Folks, you're going to get warned. Just be prepared, if you haven't been already, by your oncologist to be careful and don't take anything to interfere with your chemotherapy. And they may particularly mention antioxidants. Uh, believe me, that is pure baloney, and you need to just nod your head and say, yes, doctor, and go on and take everything that's Dr. Tom just mentioned, and anything else you can, can think of that would help your body to deal with the, the toxic effect of chemotherapy, which is what antioxidants do. They basically reduce the side effects of the chemo. And as Dr. Tom mentioned earlier, the people he deals with generally, they go to a group of people who are all taking chemotherapy, and his patients have all their hair, and everybody wonders why. Is that not true, Dr. Tom? Yes, that's often the case. And, and unfortunately, in those cases, the, the oncologist often thinks that the therapy is not working and may want to increase the dosage of uh -oh. the chemotherapy, uh -oh. thinking that it mustn't be very effective. <laughs> but then when they do their follow-up scans, they find, to their surprise often, that the, the cancer is getting smaller or shrunk, or in some cases, it's totally disappeared. And they have a bit of a puzzled uh, look on their face as to why that could be happening. <laughs> they use as one of the measures of effectiveness how much of your hair you've lost, I guess, right? Uh, right. Goodness. Well, it's there is a better way, and we've fortunately, I think, are getting to a lot of people. I have found that more and more people are looking around with, of course, the Internet as a resource, and as you know, there's a lot of junk there, but there's also a lot of good information, and, and people are doing their own research, talking to their doctors about it, and finding out that in most cases, and as far as nutrition and other things that we're talking about here, the doctor knows absolutely nothing. And in some cases, they'll admit to it, but in others, of course, they will warn them, you know, well, we don't think that's necessary. Just eat a balanced diet and you'll be fine. Uh, and of course, if you've ever looked at what they feed patients, particularly cancer patients, in the hospital, as I have with my former wife, it just makes your hair stand on end. At the time, I didn't know any better, but they were feeding her ice cream and jello and meatloaf and mashed potatoes. And I, you know, I talked to nutritionists, 
And they had one on the staff of the hospital, a nutritionist. And I said, is this what she's supposed to be eating? She said, oh, yeah, she's getting a standard cancer patient diet. Well, needless to say, she didn't she didn't survive that. But this is I find that people often have to take to their loved one in the hospital the food that they need to put in their mouth, literally. And this is not unusual. I've had people say that they are actually putting down the feeding tube of their their loved one in the hospital, the smoothie that they've just made of cottage cheese and flaxseed oil and all the other good remedies. Right. <laughs> right. Have you heard of that at all? Uh, absolutely. The uh, In fact, it's very common among my patients, as you just mentioned, that when they are in the hospital, the diet, that we often say that there's really not much there they, they can eat because of what they're being offered. And while it's a challenge to have to bring food in, that's really what needs to happen. And smoothies is a very effective way if indeed a feeding tube is in place for sure. And we can make it a very potent nutritional drink uh, that actually supplies you with nutrition uh, as opposed to the calories that are mostly supplied by the foods that you just mentioned. Right. Yeah, there are lots of these supplements that, that you mentioned, uh, the antioxidants, COQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, etc., which uh, can be dissolve uh, perfectly easily into a smoothie. So, some others, the, uh, the beta-glucan I talked about earlier, the immune-boosting product is designed to be insoluble and to get through the, the stomach and into the small intestine before it dissolves. So that wouldn't make a very good thing to dissolve in a, in a smoothie. But most of these are adaptable to uh, a smoothie atmosphere and, and would make a great nutritional drink for the person, whether they're taking it by mouth or by feeding tube or whatever. So think about your loved ones when they're in the hospital. Do not trust anyone to give them what they need. In fact, I recommend to people that someone, if possible, stay with the patient 24 hours a day and make sure they monitor what they're, what is being done to them, what they're being given, et cetera, because many, many deaths result from mistakes that are made in the hospital uh, things that are prescribed that shouldn't be, or things that are given by by the nurse by mistake, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very important to keep your loved one in sight and the nurse and question everything that's being done to him or her, uh, because um, believe me, it is a very dangerous place to be, the hospital. As much as you can avoid it, I would, folks. What do you think, Dr. Tom? It's a it's a two-edged sword. Uh, I mean, they, obviously the hospitals have life-saving uh, therapies uh, that are extremely important, uh, especially for acute disease. Chronic disease is a different matter, and when there's a, a extended hospital stay, unfortunately, as you just mentioned, you know, it's a very busy system. Uh, the, the faculty, the, the nurses, the support staff, as well as the physicians, are often overworked, and mistakes can happen. We hope they don't, but unfortunately, statistics telling us that they do. And you're right, I highly support having a person there with them 24 hours a day is the preferable. If the hospital can facilitate that, if the person can have a cot in the room to sleep there, that is minimize, that certainly minimizes the potential of some mistakes and can optimize the experience by certainly nutritional, nutritionally by and getting these different nutrients into the person in the form of the antioxidants, absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, we're we're kind of running out of time. It's uh, impossible, but we have used up almost the whole hour here. It just seems wow. to pass so quickly. But I wanted to make sure that I give people your contact information again for your clinic because it sounds to me like uh, the people that you've trained there are wonderful resources for cancer patients, and they should probably take a look at this website. It's www.bambooclinic.com, and the bamboo is spelled unusually, B-A-M-B-U, clinic, C-L-I-N-I-C.com. And there you'll find the phone number for Dr. Tom's clinic, and he has trained the other people who work there, the other naturopaths, so they are as competent as he is or pretty close to it. They may not be totally as competent as he is, and I, you know, his experience is broad and deep with cancer, and uh, I, I know he's passed that on to his compadres in the clinic there. So I would trust these people, and they can also probably give you referrals to other people to do things locally for you, like testing, for example, and maybe uh, like IV vitamin C or other treatments that they may recommend that you can get from a local uh, source. Dr. Tom, I want to thank you so much. I'd like to have you on again. It's obvious that you have an an enormous amount of information for people, and I want to thank you so much for giving it to us today in in this form. And we'll talk again, I'm sure. But in the meantime, have a great vacation. Thank you very much. It's a real pleasure to uh, share this information with your listening audience because the more that they hear of this type of thing and the more that they know there are alternatives perhaps than that they, what they've been informed about and know about, uh, the better the entire health care system of the U.S. and Canada and the other countries uh, will be enhanced for sure. Yes, indeed. I hope we can fix this sometime in the next two or three years, and we'll, we'll certainly pray for that. But in the meantime, keep up the great work, and I know you've earned it. Have a great vacation, doctor. Thank you very much. It's much appreciated. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Well, thank you, Dr. Tom. That was terrific, and I know people got a lot out of that, and I know that they they will call your clinic and use your services, and thank you very much. Thank you for listening, folks, and we'll see you again next week when we'll have another interesting guest for you. Thanks for listening to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson.